Hello, I'm Cheryl, and this is Sleep Tight Relax, a calming bedtime podcast for the young and young at heart. It's time to get cozy in bed and listen to tonight's story. Our sleep story tonight is the fifth part of the tale of Daddy Longlegs. Daddy Longlegs has been captured by the ants, and he doesn't know what to do. The ants are swarming at him from all over. Daddy Longlegs shakes as he waits for them to attack. Johnny Green has worked hard to save money for a new camping knife, and now he can't find it anywhere. He has looked everywhere he thinks he has been, but it is not there. When he sits down by the wall to rest and think about it, he has a visitor. No matter how your day was, let's forget about it for now and focus on slowing down and feeling relaxed. Close your eyes and feel warm and secure. Next, I would like you to take a slow, deep breath in through your nose, as big a breath as you can and as slowly as you can. Then slowly let the air out through your mouth. Taking deep belly breaths helps us relax at any time of the day, but it is a great habit to have before bed. Try it again. Take a deep breath in and let the air slowly flow out. Take a deep breath in and now out. Breathe in deeply filling your body with air and relaxation. Breathe out slowly, expelling any tension. Try to keep breathing slowly and deeply as we continue with the fifth part of the tale of Daddy Longlegs. Urged on by their leaders, the ant soldiers dashed upon quiet, frightened Daddy Longlegs. On all sides, they crowded around him. And as he looked down at his swarming enemies and saw how fiercely they rushed at him, his knees began to tremble, just as they did when a strong wind was blowing. Poor Daddy Longlegs stood helplessly waiting for the worst to happen. He expected any moment to feel himself pulled down and thrown upon the ground. But strange to say, in spite of the uproar and the mad charge of Daddy's enemies, nothing of the kind occurred. Soon it became clear that the ant army was in some sort of trouble, 
although the leaders urged the soldiers at Daddy Longlegs with frantic cries. The army merely surged backwards and forwards around him. Daddy had not received as much as a slap on the wrist from a single one of the attacking party. Seeing that his forces were making no headway against the enemy, General Antenna, who commanded the entire army, called to one of the captains. What's the trouble, Captain Kidd? The general demanded. Our soldiers don't seem to be doing any damage. Of course, you must click your heels together when a general speaks to you. And naturally, that took Captain Kidd some time to do, because it is no easy matter to click your heels together when you have six feet. Perhaps it was only to be expected that General Antenna should quickly become impatient. Why don't you answer? The general shouted. We'll lose the battle if we are not careful. Then Captain Kidd had to stop and salute the general. And that took time too. Or how could anyone touch his cap when he had lost it somewheres? Luckily, General Antenna soon saw what the matter was and said, Here, take my cap. And the general promptly clapped a gold braided cap upon the captain's head. Then, Captain Kidd was able to salute, and after that, and not before, the brave officer was ready to answer the general's question. Yes, Captain Kidd was all ready to reply, but by that time, the captain had quite forgotten what the question was. Fortunately, General Antenna remembered and repeated it. What's the trouble? Oh, yes, said the captain. The trouble is this. Our soldiers can't reach the enemy. Daddy Longlegs is so tall that they can't touch anything except his feet. Taking a careful look at the battlefield, the general saw that it was so. But still, the commander of the army was not troubled. Can't you tip him over? We've tried to already, replied Captain Kidd, but he has too many legs for us. Can't your soldiers stand on one another's shoulders? It's no use, the captain answered. We've tried that too. General Antenna began to look somewhat worried, knowing that if the army couldn't win the battle before Rusty Wren came home, all would be lost. For no army of ants could stand and fight against someone like him. I have it, the general cried at last. I've thought of the very thing. Bring some stepladders. That was a fine idea of General Antenna's, the plan of bringing stepladders, so that the ant army might climb up on them and reach Daddy Longlegs, whom they were attacking. And Captain Kidd told the general on the spot that it was a most happy thought. Then do as I tell you at once, the general ordered. I can't said Captain Kidd, who was terribly frightened because the general was sure to be angry. Can't? cried General Antenna fiercely. Can't? What do you mean? Captain Kidd's voice broke as he stammered an answer to General Antenna's demand. 
I know of only one stepladder in Pleasant Valley, he explained. It belongs to Farmer Green, and it's so heavy that the whole army couldn't move it. Then we're as good as lost, he shrieked. Daddy Longlegs will defeat us, and I'll never hear the last of it. And right there, on the edge of the battlefield, General Antenna shed so many bitter tears that Captain Kidd had to move aside slightly to keep his feet from getting wet. Don't cry, cried the captain in a husky voice. It's not your fault, really. Whose is it then? asked the general brokenly. Why, Farmer Green is to blame, of course, Captain Kidd replied. If he hadn't made his stepladder so big, we might have used it and won the battle just as easily as not. That's so, the general agreed, drying his tears on a handkerchief. And from this time forth, Farmer Green and I are enemies. Meanwhile, the battle still raged furiously. But Daddy Longlegs had not received a single wound. Finally, it occurred to him that the ant army was totally unable to reach him, up high in the air as he was on his long legs. And as his fear left him, he could think of no reason why he should stay where he was any longer. So he pulled himself together and began to walk away. He moved right through the ant army and the soldiers were powerless to stop him. Just then, General Antenna happened to glance over the battlefield, and his sad look at once gave way to one of great joy. He even gave Captain Kidd a hearty slap on the back. Look, cried the general, we've won the battle after all, for the enemy is retreating. Daddy Longlegs is running away. Hurrying off then, General Antenna joined his army and told his soldiers that they had shown themselves to be very brave, and that as a reward, they might each have an extra drink of milk that night with their supper. There was great rejoicing in the ant colony that evening, and General Antenna caused the news of the victory to be carried throughout Pleasant Valley. But when he heard it after he had reached home, Daddy Longlegs laughed merrily. Why, they never touched me, he exclaimed. Now Johnny Green couldn't find his new camp knife anywhere. Since it was the third camp knife Johnny had lost that summer, anyone might think that he wouldn't have cared much, being so used to losing them. But Johnny had been particularly proud of this camp knife. It had two edges, scissors, a screwdriver, and a leather punch. Johnny had worked in the hayfield on many hot days to earn enough to buy this, so it was no wonder that he wanted to find it. He looked for it carefully, in the woodshed, where he had gone for an armful of wood in the barn where he had helped milk the cows that morning and under the big oak in the doorway into which he had chased the cat. 
and not finding it in any of those places, he went into the pantry, for he remembered getting some jam and cookies there between breakfast and lunchtime. The camp knife was not in the pantry. Johnny even looked for it inside the cookie jar. And failing to find it there, he consoled himself by taking three more cookies. Then he slipped out of the house and sat down behind the stone wall to enjoy his lunch. All the time he was munching his cookies, Johnny Green was trying to remember exactly what he had done and where he had been since he jumped out of bed that morning. If there was any place he had forgotten, he intended to go there at once and look for the lost camping knife. Having swallowed the last crumb of his goodies, Johnny leaned back against the stone wall and closed his eyes in thought. He wondered if there wasn't some out-of-the-way nook he had visited that day. As he sat there, something tickled his ear. Then it tickled his cheek, and finally his nose. Johnny Green couldn't help sneezing, and opening his eyes, whom should he see but Daddy Longlegs standing on the tip of his nose. My goodness, Daddy Longlegs exclaimed when Johnny Green sneezed. I didn't think the wind was going to blow today, but there's an awful blast. I'd better hurry home at once. He had scarcely turned to go back where he came from when Johnny sat up and seizing his visitor quickly, but carefully, Johnny removed him from his perch and held him captive in his hands. When he had stepped from a stone onto Johnny's head, Daddy Longlegs had no idea that he was not walking on another stone. Who would have expected to find the head of a boy lying motionless against a wall? As soon as he recovered from his surprise, Daddy Longlegs struggled to escape, but his captor guarded him with great pains. You don't think I'm going to let you get away, do you? Johnny Green asked him. Johnny Green thought that Daddy Longlegs and every one of his relations had a strange power. Yes, Johnny believed that if you happened to be lost in the woods, you would only need to find Daddy Longlegs or one of his cousins, and he would point out the way home for you, if you asked him. Or if you wanted to find something you had lost, you could surely find it with the help of any one of Daddy Longlegs' family. So that was the reason why Johnny Green was glad to see Daddy just at that time. Having lost his camping knife, Johnny was determined that Daddy should tell him where to find it. Now, you listen to me, Johnny commanded, frowning at Daddy. I've dropped my knife somewhere and you must point towards it if you want me to let you go. I'll tell you what it's like, he continued, so you won't make any mistakes. It has two blades and scissors and a screwdriver and a leather pouch. It's the best one I've ever owned, and I'd be pretty angry if you sent me off the wrong way to find one that wasn't nearly as good. 
Now, Daddy Longlegs was angry himself. He thought that Johnny Green had no business making him a prisoner. And as for knowing where the lost camping knife was, he hadn't the faintest idea where it could be. I can't tell you anything about it, Daddy cried. Unfortunately, Daddy's voice was entirely too tiny for Johnny Green to hear. And meanwhile, Daddy continued to tug and twist, trying to free himself from Johnny Green's grasp. His eight legs kept reaching out in all directions for firmer footholds. Silly Johnny Green thought that he was trying to point the way to the missing camp knife. Stop, Johnny cried. Take your time and don't get excited. If you keep motioning with all your legs at once, you can't expect me to understand what you mean. Soon after that, Daddy Longlegs became quieter, though it was only because he grew tired from his efforts to escape. But he was so angry and so worried that one of his legs kept twitching. And it felt so strange that Daddy Longlegs had to stretch it again and again. Ah, that's better, Johnny Green exclaimed then. Now you're pointing plainly enough. I know now that you're trying to tell me to walk right towards the sweet apple tree if I want to find my camping knife. And I'm obliged to you, Mr. Daddy Longlegs. Thank you very much. Then Johnny let go his prisoner, who quickly crept into a crevice of the stone wall, where he stayed for a long time. As for Johnny Green, he scrambled spryly over the wall and began to move in a beeline towards the sweet apple tree. He walked slowly and searched the ground with great care, but he saw no sign of his precious camping knife. Beneath the sweet apple tree, Johnny paused sadly. He was only fooling me, he exclaimed. That old Daddy Longlegs played a trick on me. Johnny just couldn't help feeling disappointed. And he just couldn't help feeling hungry as well. Luckily, there were apples on the old tree. So he began to climb up into its branches. And then, all at once, he saw his beautiful camping knife sticking into the tree trunk right before his eyes. Johnny remembered then that he had visited the sweet apple tree soon after breakfast that very day, when he had happened to feel hungry. And he had put the knife there himself and gone off and forgotten it. With a shout of joy, he took it from the tree. Old Daddy Longlegs knew what he was about after all, he shouted. And Johnny Green never guessed that his finding his knife was nothing but an accident. Daddy Longlegs had never even seen it, and if he had, he wouldn't have known what it was. But after that, Johnny was more convinced than ever that Daddy Longlegs had a strange power. And that's the end of this part. Good night. Sleep tight. <laughs>